Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back once again to Flea Flicker. I'm your host, John Moon, and as I usually start with all my shows, or for any first-time viewers or first-time listeners, I should say, to the show, I want to say thank you for uh, listening, and I hope you continue to come on back. Uh, for any of those viewers that have been with me since day one, I want to say once again, thank you, and I hope you continue to come on come on back. Um, well... It's what, we got three more games left until the Los Angeles Rams face the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl. And for those diehard football fans, after the Super Bowl goes with, is over and done with, then there'll be that pain in the pit of your stomach, and you'll be anxious and anxious and anxious until, what, April when the NFL draft comes rolling around. Then you'll get that vibe, you'll get that feel that, hey, football might be a little bit around the corner. Then, of course, then what else can I say? I know, I know, I believe, I know this year was it USFL starting back up with eight, different, with, uh, eight teams, I believe. Um, I believe they start sometime during the spring. I mean, it'll be interesting to, to look at USFL and see what it has to offer. Because at one time, USFL did have a pretty decent thing at one time. You had the Jim Kellys of the world that were playing for them. Uh, Doug Williams actually played for USFL. Herschel Walker, Doug Flutie. There are a lot of great names that played in the USFL that went on to NFL and did you know and did and did well for themselves. Now, whether this happens this time around or not, I don't know. Remains to be seen, but we shall see. But I know I know for those football fans it's getting towards the end of season time is Closing is closing down for the football season. Of course, then you you get ready for the free agency period. You got the NFL draft. You got so much that happens until it's time to play football once again. Training camps. Then eventually you go from training camps to start playing some preseason football. Then preseason football, then you go right to the regular season. And for any it's a it's a good part, I guess, for any football, for any fancy football fans out there, you always look at the NFL, for me, I always look at the NFL draft, because you always want to look at that guy that you feel it's going to be the next best, the next big thing, right? Who's going to be the next best quarterback? Maybe a fancy quarterback you look at down the road. Maybe it's that running back. Maybe we have a receiver or tight end that might catch your attention. I mean, last year was what? Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, just names off the top of my head that people certainly, I'm sure, drafted. Um, I think the only guy I never had, I did not have any one of, any, any one of my legs, was Jamar Chase. Uh, wanted to get Jamar Chase, even though he didn't play quite as well in preseason, but I thought that him and Joe Burrow could finally get together, get it going, and Obviously, it did. But then, of course, you look at the, with me being a fancy, being a fancy football fan that I am, then, yeah, you look at the free agent, you look at the free agency period. You ask yourself, okay, well, that, if that all things alignment went there, does it help this guy? Does it help the running game for this team? There's so many places, like if a receiver, if 
receiver, somebody, let's say, for example, somebody goes off and signs, let's say, for example, the Raiders signed Devontae Adams. Well, I think Devontae Adams could play well under Derek Carr. I mean, there's, you know, if you, you get the gist of it, if a new quarterback goes to a different, let's say if Aaron Rodgers goes to, let's say the Denver Broncos, do I think Aaron Rodgers could have the same success he had in Green Bay? I would say probably so, but, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's questions, questions. And you love to start to have the answer for them, right? But it makes you, it makes you sit up, it makes you sit up and take notice. I love it. And then, of course, you get down to preseason. Well, maybe not preseason, but a training camp. And you start looking at some of the players in training camp, how they move. And if you get a chance, of course, if work does not get involved, you always you want to look at players in camp. I mean, sometimes you can't really make a measure, measure how well it does. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say that you can use that. I can remember there was uh, years ago when I did a, um, a keeper league, and there was a guy that actually cut Melvin Gordon, I believe, after his rookie year. Melvin, didn't have, Melvin Gordon had a good rookie year when he was still playing the Chargers. I happened to look, I happened to catch um, training camp. And I looked at Melvin. Melvin looked like he was looking through. He was looking through the. Um, looked like he was going through the offensive line real well. Yeah, I know it's just training camp, but it was something that caught my eye. So I was like, you know what? If I get a chance to draft this guy, I got to do it. You know, certainly enough, and and certainly I did in the later rounds. And then, boom, the guy ended up having a pretty pretty good year the following year. For me, you know me. You being a fantasy football fan that I am, and many, many of us out there, you always look for that little, that little edge, that little thing that you believe that could take you, you know, it could be as simple as a little thing. Training camp. And when you start certainly looking at the preseason, and you start looking at how a person is running, is your, is your quarterback, if you get a chance to see him, how well is he throwing the ball? And some of those receivers, are the receivers looking good? There's so many things to look at when you are in that situation. And trust me, Lance, with you being a fantasy player, like I said, for many, many years, you always look for that edge. But again, like I said, football season is almost, it's almost so with. It's a sad, sad moment, right? Before you know it, it'll be here once again. I know that, you know, I know that Major League Baseball is going through a possible possible strike and then you're thinking well what's what's going to fill my void if there is no baseball I mean do I go look at the USFL and see hey let me see what that looks like it's a possibility but nothing beats nothing beats you know the NFL right nothing beats it nothing beats good old pro football and of course, you never know. It won't be much longer. And you'll have college football around the corner. And that'll be something else. Can the University of Georgia repeat as national champions? There's so much. There is so much. So much. But enough of that. Enough of that. And enough of uh, getting you guys <laughs> disheartened, broken hearted, I should say, because of uh, um, 
NFL season is coming to a to an end. Let's jump right into uh, some subjects. Our first subject I will admit is uh, let's talk about uh, Alvin Kamara. Now, now reports were out. It came out a few days ago. Well, I think it might have came out the day after the Pro Bowl that uh, it was caught that Alvin Kamara was caught on tape. Caught on video, I should say, beating up, uh, beating up a, um, beating up somebody, and then his posse or whatever you want to call that was with him started, you know, started kicking him, started kicking him. I believe that's the reports were they started kicking him and whatnot. Now, again, I don't know, you know, I don't know, you don't know what was said, and of course they've got this on, on you know, on video footage now. You would think you would think an athlete or better a well-known entertainer singer. Now I'm now I'm not now I'm not sure that every hotel in the United States or in the world for that. I mean, I shouldn't say every hotel, but I should say every elevator. I don't know if elevator every elevator in the world has you know videotape or yeah video. Of showing you in the elevator, I'm not sure everyone does. I'm, I'm going to say I don't really believe so, and I really don't know what the hotel, the hotel that Alvin Kamara was when this incident occurred. Now I don't know if it was at the hotel where maybe these all the NFL players, and I'm assuming all NFL players were put probably in one hotel. I'm guessing. Now. I don't know if there was a fan that as a fan that might have said something to Alvin. Alvin took it, took it, you know, didn't like what he said. And then maybe he just went off the deep end. I don't know. You don't know what was said. But the point is, you would think that athletes, and like I said before, entertainers or musicians, politicians, whatever the case may be, you would think they would know that, hey, there may be a camera's elevator. With all said, nowadays with, nowadays, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know, so many different media outlets are out there, are out there nowadays. And it makes me wonder sometimes what athletes are thinking. Now, again, we go back to I don't, we don't know the whole situation with Alvin Kamara's thing. All we got is what's on video footage. And there's no audio feed. We don't know. I don't believe there's an audio feed. At least I haven't heard of there's an audio feed out there. Whatsoever. Now, now I'm sure that the Saints, and I'm sure the new head coach... Dennis Allen's probably saying it is probably thinking to myself, maybe I don't want to get myself into it because to me Alvin Kamara is pretty much your offense, is your offense. Let's be honest. Now I'm sure there's gonna be a an investigation, a deep dive into this, and you don't know what's going and you don't know what's gonna come of it. The last time that there was a video that a NFL player was caught in an elevator on yeah. 
on video was uh, Ray Rice, and look how that turned out for Ray Rice. Ray Rice was suspended, and he never returned to the game. Now, I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot's going to come of this. I'm sure there's going to be an arrest, which I, I don't, you know, it could be an arrest. I'm sure there's going to be an arrest. I'm sure there's going to be a court date. And if the NFL finds out more about this, he's going to be fined heavily. He'll probably be suspended. How many games? Don't know. Who knows if he gets suspended for four games, half a season? Who knows? But it's not it's not a good picture for Alvin. It's not a good thing for the New Orleans Saints who are trying to who are trying to reload. And the thing with this, I mean, it's, it's, you know, sometimes you try to give athletes the certain benefit of doubts because you're an athlete, you're famous, you're well-known, and people are going to try you. And I'm sure, you know, and people are going to try you. And sometimes some, some of the fans say, in the stadiums, hey, maybe in a parking lot or something like that, sometimes some of the fans say is inappropriate, unacceptable. I get to the point that fans pay the hard-earned money to see a particular team, a particular player, and they say stuff that they, that they should not say. Now, if I was if I was go to if I was go to a to an event, ballpark, I never, yeah, I always my thing was always sit back and I enjoy, I enjoy, I watch, I observe. Now I gotta be honest with you. For two, to my faithful listeners who do listen to this podcast, uh, I'll be honest with you. I've never been to an NFL game. Never been to a college game. Now, Grant and I have caught minor league baseball games. I have done that. But my thing was, I sat there and I watched. I kept my mouth shut. I listened. I want to learn. See, I I had a different mindset. I have a different mindset. I always want to see things. When I was into baseball, I want to see how a particular person swing. What is his stance? I look at the pitcher. I want to see. I want to see how fast he's doing that. I want to see what his pitching motion was. I like to see how they were feeling their particular hitter. I mean, that was, I mean, for me, that was just my mindset. A lot of that, a lot of fans just go there to have a, a nice, to have a good time. There's nothing wrong with that. And you paid your hard-earned money to go get your, your nachos, your popcorn, your drinks, and I'm sure alcohol beverages. But the point is, and this, there's no particular, there's no particular way that you should in any circumstances whatsoever. Should be throwing out any racial slurs to any professional athlete whatsoever. Because they're human like you are. They got lives. They got families to feed. Now granted, they may make more money than you'll ever see in your lifetime. 
and that's very true. They can make more money in one year than you'll ever see. And that's and I hate to say it, but that's true. And trust me, I've been on one job for 31 years and still going. I've been in the same business for 31 years. And I will never, ever get to that get to that money level that, that they're at. I never will. But going back to Albert Kern, you know, again, there was no there was video, there was no audio. So I don't know. I mean, I'm sure Alec Kamara will have his day in court, I should say, and he will tell everybody, hey, this is what ha really happened. But until then, I, Alvin is a talented ball player. Make no mistake about it. But Alvin, whatever it was, whatever it was, you know, whatever something was said, whatever, made a wrong move. To me, in a way, Alvin and his crew probably should, should have known that there was cameras in that elevator. And mostly, if you had a, like I said, I don't know where they stayed or if they went somewhere else. But if you're down there and you're in a, in a city, if you're a city, if you're a city, let's like Miami, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, if you're in, a, you're in a big, big city in a, a quality hotel, now I'm sure that, yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's some places that probably wouldn't have video footage in the elevator, but what I'll say is this, but if it's, if it's a top-of-the-line hotel, there probably are. You would, at least I would think they But again, it's, you know, it's hard for me to say, but it's Alvin. Seems like a nice guy. Seems like an intelligent guy. But for this way, I, you know, I don't know. Again, you speculate. But for me, it's not a good image for him. You know, and something's going to come of this. Like I said, there's going to be a heavy fine. There's going to be suspensions probably laid down. And his friends... His friends are going to be in heavy, really some serious trouble. Who knows? His friends could get jail time as well. Now, I'm sure, you know, who knows? Will the gentleman, will the gentleman be idea? Will he press charges? That's another thing you got to think about as well. But I don't understand. It's hard for me to say what will come of this. But Alvin certainly made a bad decision. Poor choice. And it could very well hurt not only him, but it's going to hurt the New Orleans Saints. Maybe more of this story will come out as time goes on. But I don't know. It's a hard thing to say. Who comes out? Who comes out on top of? Who's gonna come out of this one? Just don't know. Alvin, like I said, Alvin's intelligent. Seems like he's a good guy, intelligent guy. Always, guy seems to get along with the media well. 
don't know. That's the one thing. That's the one thing about life. You can live the straight and narrow, but you do one wrong thing, then people look look at you sideways. And that's the truth. Because time will tell. Unless it becomes more of a situation. But it's not a good situation if you're on video and you're beating and you're beating the guy up and then your buddies chime in right after that. It's definitely definitely not a good picture, not a good image. Now, it appears the the latest now <laughs> another big thing seems to be popping up here lately is um Tom Brady. Now Tom Brady has a podcast and he came out and said he came out and said that he there's a possibility that he's not done before. Maybe he made a hasty hasty judgment call. Now when I heard that, the first thing that popped in my head was Brett Favre. Because how many times we how many times we heard the story that Brett Favre was gonna retire? I think he retired about it seemed like a million times. Until he finally did. Now, I think, you know, with Tom, now Tom, it's, Tom at 44 years old, had the best year of his career. And Tom is not going, he's not, he's not going out as a shell of himself. He was still playing good football. And Tom at one time said he could play to his, what, 45, right? Well, That'd be just one more year. Now, that definitely, definitely makes you wonder. I mean, and I understand Tom. He wanted to retire because he wants to spend more time with his family. He says, I've given football all I got. I want to spend time with family. And there's nothing wrong with that. I get it. I understand it. And every NFL analyst or expert came out and said, yeah, Tom retired, ESPN, put it out there, or NFL Network, whoever it was, put it out there, yeah, Tom retired, Tom's retired. But when his dad came and said, hey, wait a minute, let me pump the brakes, Tom has not said anything yet. But when Tom comes out on Instagram and said, yeah, I'm done, guys. It's a nice ride. I'm out of here. And now Tom, Tom has had some time to think about it. He said, well, wait a minute. Maybe I'm not done yet. You know, maybe Tom is not as beat up. Maybe Tom is not as quite as beat up. Now I know when he won the Super Bowl, he was when they won the Super Bowl, he was beat up. He had some injuries that were not revealed. But you know, Tom, maybe he was healthier this maybe he was healthier this year. Maybe he didn't have the, the bumps and pain, take the bumps and bruises that he did in the Super Bowl year. And Tampa Bay, you know, Tampa Bay didn't play bad this year, really, if you think about it, but they didn't get to the Super Bowl. And that's the pressure of being, well, Tom Brady. People expect Tom Brady, whatever team he's on, to make the Super Bowl. And that's an, and that is pressure. Because you've been to 10 Super Bowls, you won seven of them, and it seems like you, you're thinking, something, wait a minute, Tom Brady's not in the Super Bowl this year. Something's wrong with that picture. And it seems weird. Now, 
Now, the question is whether Tom really does decide to come back. There's been buzz that maybe he won't go back to Tampa Bay. Maybe he will go somewhere else. And now, of course, now the, the rumors go around is, well, maybe he will wind up in San Francisco. He, as a childhood, he always wanted to go to San Francisco. Now, yeah, I would say Brady would be an upgrade over, over Jimmy G. He would be an upgrade over Trey Lance. There's no... I'm not going to sit here and say there's no denying that. He will be an upgrade. The offense line is not bad, but it's not, not as good as Tampa Bay's. Now, San Francisco always seems to put together a pretty decent running game, no matter who's running the ball. Now, if you look at Tom Brady, can you imagine Tom Brady throwing to Dabo, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle? Well, George Kittle would be like George Kittle would be Rob Gronkowski to him. Now I can see George Kittle putting up good numbers if Tom Brady was being at court and his quarterback. I mean, offensively, Tom would go to a pretty decent team, certainly by far. But you go, but you go I think during the NFC West, you look at Kyler Murray, what, twice? You still have to go Russell Wilson twice, and I believe you can go to Matthew Stratford again twice. So it's not a bad, that's some pretty decent quarterbacks that Tom would have to go through and try to beat on a regular basis. But the point is, there's sometimes, yeah, I get it. Sometimes athletes that get down, they, when there's a year that they thought the team should do well, it didn't exceed your expectations. And I'm sure Tom thought that, hey, we had a team to go back to the Super Bowl. And Tampa thought that, because Tampa brought, I think, almost every single person back on the Super Bowl team. And they really believed deep down inside they could win the Super Bowl. And they did. But again, you know, sometimes you make the, the best plans in the world. But something always, always seems to go wrong, right? It always does. Now, whether, who knows what Tom's going to do, has it to go down, who knows. But sometimes athletes do make those rash decisions. Is the time? Yeah. If, if Tom wants to retire, he should retire. But now, Tom is looking. Tom has got that itch. He seems to have an itch. The itch he just can't scratch. Maybe Tom feels he can go somewhere else and win that one more Super Bowl and have another Super Bowl ring with three different teams. But again, let's be honest with you. What, is, what else Tom Brady has to prove? Tom has absolutely nothing else to prove in this league. He's been to 10 Super Bowls and won seven of them. I mean, going 10 Super Bowls alone is simply amazing. You win seven, well, that's even <laughs> that's even more amazing. It's simply awesome. Maybe, you know, maybe Tom didn't make that rash decision. Maybe he was, maybe it wasn't a physical thing. Maybe it was more of a mental thing where Tom was just mentally drained. I'm sure Tom was upset. That he, didn't, that he didn't reach the Super Bowl because the team had the capabilities of doing that. 
from the start of the season. Like I said, everybody came back. But that was the thing. He didn't really do the job done. They didn't win the Super Bowl. Maybe Tom feels that he's got one more run in him. Maybe he, if he can play one more year, he can get a team to the Super Bowl and win it. Now, whether Tom acts on that and goes back and tells his family, you know what, I'm going back for one more year, and I'm going back for two more years. Who knows? I don't know. Now, would it surprise me if Tom Brady walks out there on the, on the field for somebody else, whether it's Tampa Bay or somebody else? I don't know if I'd be surprised. I don't think I'd be surprised at all. But Tom, if Tom is unsure, Tom needs to figure it out sooner the better. Because there's a lot, as you know, the stories of a lot of athletes, very far as one, they'll keep a team hanging. Aaron Rodgers did it last year. So no, Tom Brady's not that type of guy. Now, I know there was somebody came up with the thing that, that Tom had put it out there. Because of the Super Bowl, and Tom's not in the Super Bowl this year, that he's trying to upstage Matthew Stratford, and he's trying to upstage, upstage Joe Burrow. That Tom Brady has a little bit of a little bit, little bit of uh, a diva-like quality. Now, I will say, part of it might be true as far as the diva-like quality. I think Tom's always had a little bit in him. But I don't think he showed it in New England. But once he left New England, he spread out. He became a little more became a little more of what he wanted to be. And I'm not saying there's certain quarterbacks in this league that probably have earned the right to be like that. Tom Brady is certainly one of them. As much as I just said, Aaron Rodgers probably does. I mean, there's a few select quarterbacks in this league that do that, that can have that capability, that quality. Now, whether, yeah, you know, I don't know if Brady, I'm sure Brady does have a little bit of deviant. Yes, he does, a little bit. But in some way, I kind of find it hard to believe that Tom would certainly try to upstage Matthew Stratford or Joe Burrow by making this announcement. He's not quite done. I think that's a little bit of a stretch, in my opinion. That's a stretch. But I think whatever... Tom Brady does decide to do whether he decides to finally hang it up for good or whether he decides to come back. If he decides to hang it up and spend more time with his family, I think it's great. If he does, if he does decide to come back, it'll be interesting to see if Tom's got that one more run in him. And knowing Tom Brady, he'll do whatever it has to to be good at forty-five, as he was at forty-four. Again, like I said before, some athletes make that harsh, that that rush decision. Yeah, I'm done with it. And then sometimes when you sit down and you think about it, maybe a week later, you know, maybe I rushed that decision. You know, and I feel good. I feel great. The body feels great. Yeah, I can, I can go back and, and do it, do it another year, maybe two years. Like I said, make the best year of his career. But what happens if Tom comes back? goes to 
labor that campaigner goes to whatever the team might be and he stinks up the joint then that puts a lot then that's going to say then that puts a lot on his legacy and then Tom's going to say to himself man maybe I should have retired but Tom is but you know Tom Tom's not Tom is going to go to a team that's a playoff team if he decides to go anywhere else but we'll see I'm sure Tom will give his decision at some point either soon at least we think he will or he might stretch this out will they have one more season left in or is he finally 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 hung it up for good now the next I guess the next quarterback we need to talk about is now the buzz is about Kyler Murray now the word is that he is I guess he's taking his I guess he's, he's uh, deleted the Arizona Cardinals off of this Twitter account he is uh, taking his I guess he's deleted himself from um, some of the, of the team photos and whatnot now yeah it is certainly not a good image when you are doing all of that now Kyler now you know and the Cardinals got off to a hot start. The Cardinals were the hottest team in football. They got off to what an eight nine start until they lost to the Green until they lost to the Green Bay Packers. And Kyler Murray at one point in time was what top maybe two, maybe might have been one or two in the MVP voting. And and then all of a sudden, here comes the injuries. Kyler got hurt, and then Kyler came back. And it, to some extent, I don't know. I don't know if Kyler was a hundred percent healed from those injuries. I really don't think he was. He lost. He did lose the his number one weapon, DeAndre Hopkins, which didn't do him no favors because I don't think he had the confidence. He had a whole lot of confidence in Hopkins, but he had the confidence in AJ Green. Did he have the confidence in Christian Kirk? I'd be honest with you. I really don't think he did. They went out and got Zach Ertz, but the thing is. He didn't have Hopkins. And that was a huge, huge, huge concern. You know, I think that was a huge thing for him. Now, a lot of people have made a lot of people have made a, a suggestion, and a lot of people have made an observation that Kyle, now one thing about one thing about the Cardinals, and I will say is this, is the offensive line. I've always had question marks about the offensive line. And again, Kyler Murray's not, and a lot of people say he's not a big guy. Kyler needs to find a way to maybe bulk up a little bit. And to some degree, people are right. I mean, Kyler's not a big guy. I get it. He loses his legs. I get that, too. And Kyler has not played bad. I know Cliff Kingsbury, I know a lot of people have questioned the hiring because he didn't do much, because he had a losing record at Texas Tech. But you bring him to the pros. Now, I will agree with a lot of people. That's a call that I've never, never understood from the Cardinals management. I've never understood that whatsoever. Now, it's not to say that... Yeah, that's not to say that... I mean, Cliff has not done that bad of a job with the Cardinals. He's actually made them pretty respectable. 
but he got in, he knew Kyler, he had, yeah, he liked Kyler Murray's game, he had a good feel for Kyler Murray, and they've come in, they've made the offense, a pretty decent offense for the Cardinals, so I can't argue with what Cliff has done as far as the offensive side of the ball goes, because they have improved. But the biggest thing is, like any other quarterback, you need a decent offensive line, a running game. Now, to be honest with you, James Conner played well this past year. James had a, had a pretty good year. Now, whether James can come back, whether they can re-sign James, I mean, do you make James number one running back and Chase Edmonds becomes number two, or how that's going to work out? You could get bowed down at that again. I don't know. I don't know if you can get by with it. Connor's had injury problems in the past. I think he did miss a game or two this season. But can James, can James Connor give you, if you start re-signing, can he give you that? Can he give you that again? And that's, and, and, you know, that's a question mark that I, I really don't know. I really don't know if he, if he can give you that or not. That's a huge, a huge, huge question mark. James can really give you that. Edmonds, I don't think Edmonds is a, a guy that gets you 20, 25 carries a game. He's not built for that. So what do you do? Do you let Connors go? Does Edmonds go out the door and you go find a running back that can take the pressure off of Kyler Murray? Do you find maybe another offensive lineman that can help you bulk up the offensive line? And the whole thing with the receiving core is this, other than D-Hop's, D-Hop. Green is gone. I think Christian Kirk's a free agent. You have a lot. Yeah, I believe Zach Hurts is too. So you've got, other than, other than Hopkins, you've got to look at that as well. Maybe after, you know, maybe to be honest with you, maybe, and a lot of people don't think about it, maybe Kyler Murray in the back of his mind saying, well, wait a minute, other than Hopkins, I don't think I help, I don't think I got confidence in my offensive line. My running game, I got both my running backs for free agency. Other than Hopkins, all my receiving core, my tight end, they're going to be free agents. Yeah. So, wow. My offense might, yeah, other than Hopkins, wow, my offense is not going to look that good. Now, I don't see, now to be honest with you, I really don't see the Cardinals trading Kyler Murray, but, with some, but there's plenty of teams in the NFL would jump on Kyler Murray. And I'm sure Colin Murray would not come cheap, and he shouldn't. But then again, whether it be an NFL coach and somebody that can tater, you know, that can get their offense, you know, geared towards what fits Colin Murray. I'm not saying that that's not the case. That some of that that that, that can't be done like that. Yeah, absolutely. There's, a, I'm sure there's coaches out there that can do that, tailor it. To Kyle Murray's needs. But again, I don't see the Cardinals trading. And yes, they should reach out to Kyler. Bring it in. You know, Kyler, what's wrong? What have we done? What do we need to do? What do we need to do? You think we could do to help help the situation? What can we do to fix it? And they should have that conversation. I guess in some way, I guess that kind of goes back to the the quarterback can't be the fight thing, right? 
I guess in some ways that, you know, in some ways some quarterbacks are like that. I'm sure if Kyle doesn't get what he wants, he wants to be traded. And of course, he could go back to play pro baseball. I really don't see him going back to playing pro baseball. I really don't see that. Especially pro baseball is still on a strike anyway, as of right now. I just don't, you know, it's, it's hard for me to say. Now, like I said before, I said a couple of minutes ago, that maybe Kyler realizes that, hey, I'm offense. I literally, my man Hop, my boy uh, D-Hop, and Hopkins actually missed significant amount of playing time this year. So Kyler's figuring, well, maybe, maybe, maybe I need to get out of here and I need to go somewhere else where I have an offense around me. You know, offense. Now, can you see? Here's one thing. Can you see? Can you see Kyler Murray going to Denver? Wow. You have Javante Williams who would love. Can you imagine throwing the ball to Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick? I know KJ Hamill's returning. I mean, can you see? Yeah, can you see him throwing to, to those guys? Man, there's a lot. There's a lot of teams that would that would take you know Kyler Murray. I don't know if I see Kyler Murray in Pittsburgh. The offensive line is not that good. You do have Najee Harris. I give you that. The receiving court, if Juju if Juju comes back, the receiving court would not be that. Would if Juju came back, the receiving court wouldn't be that bad. You have at least three quality receivers to work with: Deontay Johnson and Claypool. So I can see something there where you're going to have something to work with but the offensive line is not the greatest in the world. you got to look around teams that need quarterbacks. I know Washington. Well, the offensive line's not bad. You do have Gibson, who's a pretty decent running back, who I, who I had on my fantasy on some several fantasy teams. And I give Gibson credit for a heart. Because he had some injuries and he had to be tough through this year. And he certainly earned my respect. There's a lot of times I've been playing games I didn't think he would play in. The shin injury was a thing that would hurt, that would have pegged him all year long. But we shall see. We'll see if Colin Murray can get his way out of, out of Arizona. My guess is he's not gonna he's not going to go anywhere. It's a situation where yeah, the Cardinals are upset, gotta talk to him, find out what's going on. Why yeah, why'd you uh why'd you erase this you know, from your Twitter page or whatever the case may be, or how can we how can we take it out of your photos? That's not a good sign for any athlete or any ball club whatsoever. I don't know. You don't know. I mean, I, again, I can only speculate. Maybe in the back of his mind, Kyler Murray sat back and said, all thought about all this. Just reminded that his offense is pretty much going to be torn apart. You don't know who they're going to keep. Uh, I don't know. Do you keep both? Do you keep Evans and Connor? Do you bring one back? Do you bring both back? Try to. I don't see him bringing AJ back. I don't see him bringing Christian Kirk back. Maybe you take a shot and try to keep Zach Hurts. I'm not sure about that. 
I think maybe because just looking back, I think what it really is, I think just looking back and saying, well, other than Hopkins, what have I got? I might not have much of, a, of an offense to work with next year. Maybe I need to get out of town. Maybe I need to you know, get out of here. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. I mean, but hey, I could be wrong. I could very well be wrong. But I've been a pretty, pretty decent player since he's in his leg. And whether, I don't know if this is a cliff, I don't know if it's so much of a cliff Kingsbury thing or not. This might be, this might, I don't know if it's so much cliff because the offense hasn't been that, because since cliff come in, Murray has played, has, has played very well in that system. And Cliff has taken that system around Kyler Murray. I don't know if it's so much Cliff Kingsbury's issue right now. I think what it is, I think what it is, I think Kyler has sat back and said, you know, guys, my offense is, my offense is heading out of town other than, than Hopkins. Maybe it's time I need to get out of town. You know, and if he gets out of town, you know, Hopkins might be saying, well, if Kyler's getting out of town, I'm getting out of town. And I'm going to some team where I can get in the Super Bowl. And like I said, there's a lot of teams. And I hate to say, if that happens to be the case, then the Cardinals will certainly go back to being solid drawers in that division. Because if you look at it next year, right now, they could wind up being in solid drawers if you have no Colin Murray. And I don't see Colt McCoy leaving your team. Even though Colt did a pretty good job in the place of Colin Murray, I don't see Colt being that guy for a full 16, 17 games. Don't see it happening. But hopefully the Cardinals can get the situation straight with Kyle Murray. But I believe, like I said before, I think Kyle sees writing on the wall and maybe he wants, simply just wants out. We will talk. I, I know a lot of people want to ask, have been asking me about my Super Bowl predictions. I got people at work that ask me about asking about it. People that people are working on I'm a Bengal fan in general. Now, the Super Bowl's not here yet. It's Thursday evening. I'm also hold off on my on my prediction. That much I can tell you right now. Um but I will talk about is we'll talk about uh, Jim Harbaugh. It appears Jim Harbaugh has decided to stay with the uh, University of Michigan. Now, it seems like Jim, Jim is going through a lot of coaching changes. His offensive coordinator has left. His defensive coordinator has left. And he's going through a lot of coaching changes. But Jim has told the athletic director that he's staying, that he has no intentions of going anywhere. Now, Maybe for this year because there is no head coaching, no more head coaching positions available. Now, I'm sure if an NFL team comes knocking on Jim's door, I'm sure he's going to listen. Minnesota Vikings knocked on his door. He listened. He went and did an interview with him. But he didn't get the job. Now, I suppose that job is going to the the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Donnell. And I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think we've. Uh, and it has not been official yet, but that's appears to be the where that's going. Now, 
Now I know when I know in college when you've got a coach and it maybe goes a head head football coach goes from let's say from one college to another college. In this situation, he's going from the possibly going from college to the pros. Anytime that happens, it hurts recruiting. Now I don't know how much it hurt Minnesota, Michigan's Michigan's recruiting. But I gotta be honest with you, it seems like it, you know, I, I don't know if it hurt his recruiting or not now. Again, Jim done a great job this past year with, with Michigan Wolverines. He got a big 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 Ten title. He finally beat Ohio State and got that off his back. And he did get to the national the uh, national championship semifinal game. Now can Jim Harbaugh take it to another level? Now it's hard for me to say. Michigan, I think, as of right now, Michigan probably would still be the favorites, along with the Buckeyes, to win the, the Big Ten again. Now, can Michigan, now can Harbaugh, you know, one has to wonder, to me, one has to wonder if, for example, let's say if Jim goes in, they play slightly above 500 or even 500. Let's say for some reason the Buckeyes end up beating them again this season. The problem is, does Jim say maybe I need to jump back into the NFL? I don't know. But now I'll say this, Jim's stock was certainly at an all-time high. And I'm surprised a lot more NFL teams didn't knock on his door. I know Minnesota gave an interview. There was talks that the Raiders were interested in his services. But who knows? It's you know it, it is really hard for me to sit here and say how much. Do I see Jim? I still see Jim coming back to the NFL some way, shape, or form. I know that the that the Wolverines dodged a bullet, but I guarantee you, if another team comes knocking on Jim's door, Jim's going to listen. Jim's going to open that door. He's going to tell teams come on in. Now, it's hard for me to speculate to look ahead to look ahead to where I feel, really believe who would who would call who call who would call Jim up come next season. It's going to be hard. I can't make a prediction. But Jim is not going to close the, is not going to close the door is not going to close the door in the NFL as much as he might tell the Michigan faithful, because again, Jim wants to tell them. What they want to hear. He's going to tell the recruits, hey, I'm staying, I'm not going nowhere. But I guarantee you, if somebody comes knocking on Jim's door, like I said, Jim is going to, is going to, is going to open that door. He's going to listen to what teams have to say. I mean, Jim has got a winning record in the NFL. He's been to the playoffs. Heck, he's even been to a Super Bowl. You can't take it away from Jim Harbaugh. But it's going to be very interesting, like I said a couple of minutes ago, it's going to be very interesting to see what he does this season. Now, if he if if he keeps the same record as this past season, if he wins another Big Ten title, if he beats the Buckeyes again, if he gets back to, let's, let's say for the sake of argument, he goes one step further and takes Michigan to the national championship game at least. Don't say he has to win it. If he takes it, if he leaves it there. Now, granted, if he takes, if he takes them... If he takes him to a national championship game and they win it, oh my gosh, Jim Stock will be 
so, so high that a lot of NFL teams will come knocking on his door. But that's a gamble. That's a gamble that Jim is willing to take. But the thing is, if it, if it, let's say if he gets a, off just a slightly above 500 record, if he has a 500 record, if Ohio State beats him again, if he goes to some lower tier bowl, and let's say he doesn't win that, then people will say, well, Jim, Jim's Michigan, uh, Michigan season, which we could say that a one hit wonder, I guess you could say. To me, the bottom line is, I think deep down inside, Jim is gambling on himself. And we'll see if that gamble pays off. I think Michigan has a pretty decent recruiting class. Some players they have lost to the, to the NFL, certainly. Uh, like I said, they've, they've lost players. Um, we'll see. I said, we'll see if Michigan can be just as good as they were this past season. It's going to be a challenge. But I guess Jim is doing one thing. Jim is gambling on himself. Now, I've kind of gone back and forth and I have looked and I have listened and I have listened and I've got updates on some of the awards. Uh, congratulations goes out to Aaron Rodgers, who is the MVP, which a lot of people thought he would win the MVP award. Award. This is, I believe, his fourth now. Uh, T.J. Watt, who tied the uh, NFL sack record in the season. He did win the Defensive Player of the Year. Congratulations to T.J. Watt. Uh, I believe uh, Joe Burrow won the Comeback Player of the Year. Jamar Chase, I believe, was the Offensive Rookie Player of the Year. Uh, other than that, I know uh, Dan Quinn was the, you might say, the assistant coach of the year, you might also say. Now, I had not heard about the defensive rookie of the year. I'm sure Parsons probably won that, but I had not heard that story. So for those, you know, so for those who won the awards, congratulations. Well-deserved. You know, great, great year. Now, I'm sure a lot of people would have the biggest fuss of would be the Aaron Rodgers. Some people think, well, Tom Brady had better statistics than Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely, he did have better statistics. Aaron Rodgers might have had a better record, but Brady had better statistics. And some said people with Tom Brady should have won the award, and there's a lot of argument to be made with that. I even heard some people thought maybe Joe Burrow should have, should have won the uh, MVP. Burrow's numbers were not that bad, but they were not. Aaron Rodgers, well, I don't think, I think Aaron Rodgers had better numbers, overall numbers than he did. And certainly Tom Brady did. But some people thought Joe Burrow, but it's like Joe Burrow might have got the team to the Super Bowl in the second year, which is, please don't get me wrong, it's great. It's great. Not many quarterbacks can sit back and say, I took my team to the Super Bowl in my second year in the league. But I don't think Burrow was, to me, far from being an MVP. To be honest with you, I will say this. Was he important to his team? Absolutely, he's important to his team. Aaron Rodgers is important to Green Bay because I don't see Jordan Love wasn't gonna wasn't gonna really be the number. I don't know if Blake Gabbitt would have been would have been if Tom Brady got hurt, I don't know how much Blake Gabbitt could have done. So there's a lot of certain, you know, aspects you take take from that. But I'll be honest with you. 
Tom Brady, he probably should have won it just based off of statistics. Let's be honest with you. Aaron didn't get the Super Bowl. Neither did Tom Brady. But again, I know it's kind of like at one point in time, it was, it's, it's kind of like, sometimes kind of like the All-Star game at Pro Bowl. Sometimes you get that, what is it, that favorite. You got people that, some people are having a bad year. I used to, I remember when I was voting when I was a kid for baseball, the uh, pro baseball. You used to get the ballots, you always punch in, you always punch in your favorite player, but you never punch in for the guy that had the best statistical year. That's when I was a kid. Now, later on down the road, when you got older, I started punching in guys who had who were having good years. And in some way, I don't know, it's kind of hard for me to say because with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, his issues with the media and that COVID issue he had, and he, missed, he missed a game, he missed a game. I'm kind of surprised in one, in, in one way, shape, or form that didn't kind of like sway the voters to give it to Tom Brady. It is kind of surprising the way, though. But anyway, my congratulations to those who did win the awards. And uh, we'll see if they can uh, repeat and they top themselves next year. Well, we shall see. Uh, as I said, about probably about five minutes ago, I know people, people at work asked me, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Unfortunately, the funny thing in the world about that is, and it's kind of laughable in the way, is unfortunately, I will have to work on Super Bowl Sunday. So I won't get a chance to see the Bengals play. Uh, kind of the story of my life, so to speak. I won't get a chance to see Joe Burrow and company to see if they can actually pull it off. Now, the Rams and the Rams have won a Super Bowl. Granted, it was in St. Louis, but they did win the Super Bowl. The Cincinnati Bengals, they've been here twice. They have not won it. I've always told people that I want to see the Bengals win a Super Bowl in my lifetime before. Because unfortunately, that's like, unfortunate. You get teams, it's it's hard to get to a Super Bowl. Because sometimes, you know, you get a team, your, your team get to a Super Bowl, and it may take 30 years later to get back to another one. And that's the case with the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, the Rams, the Rams were there not that long ago. You got Sean Day. Versus his pupil. We shall see what happens. But again, I'm not going to hold off on Super Bowl predictions. I will, I will work on another episode. And I will give you those Super Bowl predictions. I will give you some keys. As to what I believe will be the, fact, will be the factor. In that game. What offense will exceed. What defense will play well. Well, special teams. Have a view. Will it have a point? Will it be the deciding factor? You never know. But we shall see. Ladies and gentlemen, that is all the time I have for this episode. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Please come on back. And I'll see you again.